What's the new climate lawsuit coming out of Hawaii? And why does Elon Musk plan to reduce Tesla's workforce by 10%? Happy belated World Environment Day, and welcome back to the Climate Recap from the Becosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hoag, a science writer. Today is Monday, June 6th. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with a climate event. Tropical Storm Alex brought flooding rainfalls and strong winds to South Florida and the Keys Friday. The area saw about a foot of rainfall from the storm. This is the second storm after Hurricane Agatha hit Mexico since the hurricane season began six days ago. Scientists expect this season to be particularly bad this year due to the unusually warm Gulf waters. On to some climate victories. The World Health Organization, WHO, released a policy brief during its Stockholm Plus 50 conference Friday, telling countries to prioritize mental health as a priority action on climate change. It echoes the latest Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report, which said that climate change is posing a threat to mental health and psychological well-being. Yet, so far, only 9 out of 95 countries have included mental health in their national health and climate change plans. So here are WHO's recommendations for governments to address mental health. Integrate climate considerations with mental health programs. Integrate mental health support with climate action. Build upon global commitments. Develop community-based approaches to reduce vulnerabilities. And close the large funding gap that exists for mental health and psychosocial support. Over in the U.S., the Environmental Protection Agency just proposed a rule that would reverse the Trump-era rule barring states and tribes from protesting gas pipelines, coal terminals, and other energy projects if they pollute local rivers and streams. It will go through a 60-day comment period before it's finalized. Meanwhile, three companies have backed out of leases in the Alaskan Arctic National Wildlife Refuge since Biden blocked exploration in the area. The Department of the Interior then suspended the leases for further review after saying they were flawed. The three companies backing out leaves just two companies still holding on to their leases. This next one is a good reminder that activism can make a big difference. A new report released by Sightline Institute determined that action and protests from activist groups, environmental groups, tribes, and local governments have blocked 73% of fossil fuel export projects in Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia this past decade. That's 40 projects halted since 2012, and those 40 projects are worth 82% of the emissions all the projects would have made if they were all finalized. Continuing the state news, New York's state governor announced plans to build 22 renewable energy projects to achieve 70% emissions-free electricity by 2030 to reach net-zero emissions by 2040. Most of these projects will be solar, and altogether they will produce enough electricity to power 620,000 homes for at least 20 years. They will also spur $2.7 billion in private investment and create more than 3,000 jobs in the state, according to the governor's memo. And there's a new climate change lawsuit coming out of Hawaii. 14 youths between ages 9 and 18 are suing the Hawaii Department of Transportation, the department's director, Governor David Ige, and the state of Hawaii for violating their constitutional rights by failing to reduce emissions in the transportation sector. The plaintiffs are being supported by Earth Justice and Our Children's Trust. Since 1978, the state's constitution has guaranteed every citizen, quote, the right to clean energy and a healthful environment. 
Transportation is the state's largest emitter. Last year, Hawaii became the first state to declare a climate emergency. Hawaii's governor also pledged for Hawaii to be carbon neutral by 2045. But as of now, the state's current trajectory looks like it will increase transportation emissions by 41% from 2020 levels by 2030. I'll let you know how this lawsuit goes. On to some climate fails. Saudi Arabia encouraged OPEC Plus, the world's oil cartel, to up its output from 432,000 barrels a day to 650,000 barrels a day in July and August. That's about a 50% increase. This was right before a visit from Biden, who has foregone treating the authoritarian nation as a pariah in favor of lowering gas prices and trying to isolate Russia. So far, this announcement has done practically nothing to lower gas prices. According to experts, this extra output is unlikely to make a big dent in the amount Russia takes out of the market, as not every OPEC plus country has the ability to increase production. In the private sector, Elon Musk emailed Tesla execs to halt all hiring worldwide and that he plans to reduce salaried headcount by 10%, though increase hourly headcount. That could mean about 100,000 workers losing their jobs. Musk cited concerns over inflation. Musk said those who build cars and battery packs and install solar will not be impacted by these cuts. This came two days after he told employees to start coming into work physically or leave. Back to the U.S. government, the EPA continues to avoid fining fossil fuel companies for methane leaks in the New Mexico Permian Basin, despite tracking the leaks in 2019 and 2020 and finding 111 and 244 leaks respectively. Methane is 84 times more potent of a greenhouse gas than CO2 for the first 20 years they're in the atmosphere. This investigation was on behalf of the New Mexico Environment Department. While the EPA issued consent agreements with 11 of the 24 fossil fuel companies with facilities in that area, it has only issued three fines for 2019 leaks. Everyone else was cleared because, according to the EPA, all the companies fixed their leaks. The agency says it's still reviewing 2020's data, but a comparison of leak coordinates for 2019 and 2020 show that some leaks are in the exact same spot as last year, suggesting companies didn't fix their leaks. No data was collected in 2021. But to finish up with some good chemical news out of the EPA, the EPA proposed a series of regulatory updates, emissions requirements for bulk gasoline storage terminals, and the equipment used to load gas onto tanker trucks for delivery to service stations. These parts of the process are huge sources of emissions from cancer-causing benzene and other pollutants, so these new regulations can drop these emissions by about 36%. This effort is part of a settlement from a federal lawsuit the EPA lost against Our Children's Earth Foundation. The lawsuit stated that the agency was behind its Clean Air Act deadline for conducting mandatory reviews or regulations that date as far back as 1983. And that was your climate news for Monday, June 6th. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Becosphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.